Has the, uh, has the Lord opened any doors for you? Has he made any waves? The Lord will make a way for you. had a, uh, a web, web developer, programmer I'm working with. He's been getting ministered to uh, by my teaching. and follow, He ended up following me on Facebook. And he, but he asked a question about he's been wanting things to improve, and he's been saying it, but we have some lights in the house. And... Um, but he said that uh, he's not seeing anything. Well, I told him to just be encouraged or, or be, I didn't say being encouraged, but I wanted him to be encouraged, but to don't lose hope, don't give up. Just keep speaking, keep believing, keep expecting when you don't see anything. Because we walk by what? Faith, not by what? Sight. See, I'm not moved by how I feel. Say, say, I'm not moved by how I feel. I'm not moved by what I see. I'm only moved by what I believe. I am who God says I am. I have what God says I have. I can do what God says I can do. All right, I'm ready for the word. Praise God. I'm going to talk about the gospel of peace today. I'm going to bring, bring on our Indianapolis folk, y'all out there. Praise God. I can't hear you, but that's not important as long as you can hear me. Praise God. And so um, just want, want to let you know that our, uh, my book, God Wants You Healed, How to Receive Your Healing and Walk in Divine Health, is available in print. Can't this, I can't sell you this one because this is not for resale. This is a proof copy, and um, but it's it's ready. And there is a um, some of you got the ebook. It was it was for a dollar, and then it was free, so you can get the ebook. But if you want to support your pastor, you can uh, go in and grab this book. We got a um, now you can get it on Amazon, but you have to pay for shipping. But uh, I've got a member price. It's a $12.99 plus shipping on Amazon, but um, member price forever. No, I better not say forever. Currently, the member price <laughs> is, um, so I never know when they're going to increase my cost for printing. So the member price is $10. So you get $3 off and... Um, Okay, calm down. Calm down your enthusiasm. Okay. <laughs> I've been programming you with free and one dollar. You're like, ten dollars. Now, wait a minute, Pastor. I was rolling with you when you said it was free and a dollar, but ten dollars. My goodness. I got to feed my family. So, uh, no, ten ten dollars, uh, and you can you can order, and then you won't pay for shipping. You can order at the bookstore, 
praise God. All right? And that's the member price. Well, he said, well, pastor, I'm not a member. He said, there's a brother way back there in the back, in the, in the red and black, in the Chicago Bulls colors, okay? Uh, he, you've been come, he said he wanted to be a member, right? I got the right person back there? All right. Guess what? You're a member. We don't have formal membership. If you want, he said, y'all write down. Huh? Hey, yeah, I know what he said. I heard it. I heard it. That's my kind of member. Amen. Thank you, Lord. He's been coming getting that word, man. And, uh, yeah, God's been helping him. He come here, he talked about how he feel happy. He told me he feel happy when he leave here. Amen, because that's what the happy gospel does, man. It's a happy gospel, man. I don't want to leave church sad, do you? Oh, we want good news, man. All right, so uh, we don't have formal membership here. You want to be a member? You said, I'm a member. You're a member. You got to say it, well, but you got to look just like that. Yeah, I'm a member. Okay, then, okay, then, okay. Huh? Thank you, Lord. So, you call this your church home. Praise God. Now, every once in a while, I just might say, okay, I'm not sure if you remember or not. Like, like Peggy. I'm still... Contemplating that, <laughs> Hallelujah! But uh, she was on ch at church on time last week. Praise God! She was only about three minutes late today. <laughs> the Lord is coming soon. <laughs> amen. No, amen. Peggy's Peggy's a, a good member. Amen. And so are you. Amen. Okay, so today, let's, let's uh, dive right into this word, the gospel of, of peace. Everybody say, the gospel of peace. The gospel of peace. Amen. The good news is you have peace on the inside of you. But what I want you to do is I want you to throw out of your mind the English definition of peace, whatever that is. I didn't take time to look it up, but I know what you generally think of when you think of peace. You just think of tranquility and a tranquil state of mind, and although that is a part of it, that's a very limited view of the word peace, okay? And so we're going to break it down to you, so when you see the word peace, so I, I want you to just throw out of your mind what you thought peace was, and let's start fresh. Act like you don't know anything, amen? And I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to learn you something today. Amen. I don't want to get in trouble with my school teachers, my educators. You can't learn anybody something. You can teach them. You got to learn yourself. I understand that. But I still think I'm going to learn you something. <laughs> I just like how that sounds. I'm going to learn you something. Praise God. So the reason that we have peace today is because of the finished work of Jesus on the cross. Let's look at Isaiah 53. Um, Thank you, Lord. Uh, the Bible says, how beautiful are the feet 
If you notice, I got some fall colors on there. You see them fall? You see the leaves? I don't know if you look close, see the leaves? And now if you see down at the bottom, you see those feet. I, I tried to get them yellow, but I couldn't. I had to settle for the, for the orange, all right? <laughs> Try to get it to match me today. But uh, surely, everybody says surely. He has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. And we know in the Hebrew, as you learn in my book on healing, and I've taught this uh, recently, the word griefs and sorrow should be sicknesses and pains. Surely he bore our sicknesses and carried our pains. Yet we esteemed him, if, and if you don't believe that, go to Matthew and see what Matthew says when he He's quoting from Isaiah 53 in Matthew 8, 17, when he talks, referring to Jesus, it says, himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. That's a direct quote from here. The Bible is the best commentary. And the Bible calls griefs sicknesses, all right? And if you search that Hebrew word translated griefs, you search, search it out, <clears throat> you'll find in most cases it, it has to do with sickness or sicknesses. Okay, surely he has borne our sicknesses and carried our pains, yet we esteem him. This is, this is Jesus on the cross, stricken, smitten by God. Why, is, why did God smite him? Well, he was bearing on himself the sins, the sicknesses, and the poverty of all of mankind. He took upon himself, he, he became sin. Jesus never committed any acts of sin, but he became sin. He took your and my sins that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Amen. He took what he didn't deserve so we could get what we didn't deserve. Thank you, Lord. So surely, everybody says, surely. <coughs> so he, he surely did this. He, he bore our sicknesses. He carried our pain. And we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God. He was punished for the sins of all mankind. He took them upon himself. Everything that Jesus did on the cross, none of it was for himself. All of it was for us. So he was smitten by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. Not for his. He knew no sin. He became sin. He was bruised for hours. See, you were with him on the cross. See, we need to be familiar with identification. So when Jesus died, we died. When Jesus was buried, when he was crucified, we were crucified. When he was buried, we were buried. When he was raised, we were raised. When he was seated, we were seated. We're, we're free people today. Now, here's what I want you to see. He was, so he was wounded for our, our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities, for our sins. You know we're sinless today? Not that we don't commit acts of sin. All of us sin. But he took our sin 
upon himself the sin nature. The sin nature. He took it away. The chastisement or the punishment, you, you know, when you chastise somebody. He was chastised, stricken, smitten by God, being punished for our sins. Got it? So the chastisement or punishment for whose peace? Our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. So Jesus was punished that we could have peace. Thank you, Lord. Oh, I feel my Cheerios today. I encourage you to get the app because I've got on the app, you can take home with you. I've got a, good, a, 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 a goodie bag that you can take home with you. It's on the app, and you can follow along in the notes. I've got a definition of peace, my homework assignment, uh, uh, should you choose to accept it is to go over this definition and, and, and get this um, embedded into your heart what the Bible says peace is. I'm going to give you a long definition. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. I want you to get it. See, I'm, a, I'm going to get it, Pastor. Because when you, you hear people talk about peace, you well, man, I, I really need peace in my life, man. And you know what people mean by that. They just, they don't, they don't want confusion. They, want, they don't want no turmoil. They just want peace. People, leave, leave me alone. Leave me in peace. <laughs> okay. But in that context, what they're talking about, peace, is just like a peace of just tranquility. That's a part of it. It is a part of it, but it's, a, it, it, it's one part. Many sides, aspects of peace. And I want, man, when you, when you see this, when you get a hold of it, it'll change your life. Because the, the gospel is referred to as, of course, the gospel of grace. The gospel is referred to the gospel of the kingdom. It's also called the gospel of peace. So when, when the Bible defines the gospel as something, we need to pay attention to it. All right. So Jesus was punished so we could have peace. So I want to receive everything that Jesus died to give me. He took punishment on the cross. Whatever this peace is, he took punishment so we could receive it. I don't know about you, but I want it all. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of, of us all. Man. Thank you, Jesus. Smitten by God. Punished for all of our sin. So t today we don't have sin. Now, Jesus, Jesus is speaking here. Now, I want you to notice something. Now, the Bible was written. John wrote the, his letter just like Paul wrote his letter, like Peter wrote his letters. Now, now, John wrote the epistles of John. He wrote the gospel of John. 
Now, the Bible was originally translated, the Old Testament was translated in Hebrew, the New Testament in Greek. Okay? Now, John wrote his letter in Greek. However, he spoke Aramaic, which is really a form of Hebrew. Hebrew language got replaced with, with Aramaic. Now, Jesus spoke, just like John and the rest of his, his disciples, they spoke Aramaic. So when Jesus said, I, I, I think the definition of, uh, or the Greek word for peace here is uh, Irene. That's the Greek definition, all right? And John wrote that in Greek. However, when Jesus spoke, because he spoke Aramaic, he wouldn't have used Irene or Irene. He would not have used that. He would have said shalom. That's very important for us to understand. So when Jesus said, peace, I leave with you. Now, John heard him, and he, and he translated shalom into Greek when he wrote the letter. But when Jesus spoke it, John heard him say, shalom, I leave with you. And now... Uh, let, me, let me read this. I'm, I'm going to give you a definition. Shalom, I leave with you. And this is not just any kind of peace. He said, my peace. Everybody say, my peace. My peace, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives. This is not the world kind of peace. See, the world's peace is, is a peace that is dependent upon the circumstances. See, the peace that you have on the inside is a product of your recreated spirit. When you were born again, this, this peace was deposited on the inside of you. Don't, don't ever say you don't have any peace. You have peace. It's on the inside of you. Now, all you got to do is draw it out. Some people, they're, they're up and down. Now, and we all have our moments, but that's when we need to in our thinking, get Jesus back in the center of our thinking. And just refocus. Don't condemn yourself when you get down. Just refocus. But the world's peace is dependent on what's going on on the outside. If the circumstances don't look right, they don't have peace. That's not the peace you have. Jesus had peace in the middle of the storm. <laughs> Because what was he doing? Asleep. Jesus' peace causes you to sleep and rest in the middle of the most adverse circumstances that you may be facing in your life. And that's not natural. <laughs> it's supernatural. You got a supernatural peace on the inside of you. That'll get you through anything. See, I told y'all, stop thinking of that limited view of peace. Because it's easy to do, right? Man, I can just, I can just relax. That's not, just, that's, that's not all it is. That's part of it. But when you understand the kind of peace that you have in the middle of the storm, it's, it's, a, it's, it's victory. 
Everything about this piece is, is, is victory. It's not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. The Lord ministered to me in a dream recently. It was either last night or the night before. I just, and, and, and I'll get excited. I'm not going to calm my enthusiasm. But in, in this dream, I was just really, um, I don't know how to explain it. I was just really kind of just raising my voice. And, uh, but the Lord was, just showed me the, the, Conclusion I got from this dream is just calm down and just flat foot teach. You don't, you don't have to get people excited. Or, not that I'm trying to do that. It's just, I just, I'm excited. But I need to settle down, slow down, and just flat foot, <laughs> best I can say, is to teach and just let things settle a little bit. You getting something already? Let not, or let, another word for that is allow. Don't allow your heart to be troubled. If your heart is troubled, it's because you allow it to. Amen. You're in authority. Jesus gave you authority. So don't let your heart be troubled. Nobody can make your heart be troubled. But that person just gets on my nerves. Mm. Pastor, you just don't know. I got to put up with this person to work every day. She just gets on my nerves. Lord, have mercy. He does have mercy. To receive it. And stop saying. Nobody can get on your, how is somebody going to get on your nerves? Because you let them get on your nerves. You don't have a peace that is dependent on the circumstances. Don't let your heart be troubled. Okay, well, what does peace mean? All right, here we go. Wow, why is that so small in there? <laughs> Amen. Completeness. You got some fill in the blank there on your, in your uh, notes on the app so you can take notes. You know, you can on the app is, uh, you know, we, put, we pay money so you can get this stuff. So take advantage of the app because you can actually take notes and then send the email down to the bottom. Email the notes to yourself. So in your app store, got a smartphone, go ahead, and uh, your phone's not smart if you don't have this app. You make it a smartphone by get, getting the Bible on there and getting the Summit app. Even the Summit app will get, has an icon for the Bible. And down at the bottom, you can email the notes to yourself. You can take notes. There's, like, there's places where you can, you can type, type notes right there on the app. Some people just like writing with a pen and paper. I, I do that too. I, I, I like it. But we give you options. So if you so choose, you can do that. Okay. So shalom. Completeness. Safety. Now this is what shalom means. This is Hebrew. 
Aramaic, completeness, safety, soundness in body. All right? Welfare, health, prosperity, peace, quiet tranquility, contentment, peace with God, especially in covenant relationships. Now, don't miss that part. Because Jesus is no longer angry with us. We'll deal with that in a moment because of our sin. He was in the old covenant. But the cross took care of that. God is no longer angry with mankind because of our sin. Because, as I said earlier, Jesus was punished for our sin. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. Because of Jesus, we have peace with the Father. That's what it means by especially peace with God. We have peace. God's no longer angry with us. We're at peace with God. In, this is in covenant relationship. So everybody say, let's, let's repeat this. Say completeness. completeness. Safety. Safety. You know you're protected. Woo, man. The gospel is the power of God. Romans 1, 6, 16, where it says the gospel, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God for your salvation. One of the definitions for salvation it is um, Safety. It's all connected. It's all saying the same thing. It's salvation, the gospel, it's for your safety. It's for your protection. Thank you, Lord. Say, I'm protected. I'm safe. Because you dwell in the secret place where the enemy has no access. Access denied. When the enemy tries to come in, access denied because you're in a secret place. And you abide not just in any secret place, in the secret place of the Most High, of Elion, under the shadow of the Almighty El Shaddai, the God who's more than enough. Woo, man. You don't have to be afraid of the arrow that flies by day nor the terror by night, or the, the pestilence that walks in darkness, the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand. Well, you know, my neighbor, they got robbed and, and somebody got killed on my block. It shall not come near you. For he gives his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. In, his, in their hands they shall bear you up lest you dash your foot against this stone. You'll tread upon the lion and the cobra. Thank you, Jesus. You walk on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. We're safe. Do you know that that's a part of peace? When you say shalom, 
you, Lord. Woo, man. You say shalom, you're saying you're safe. You go to these various epistles. Go and read just the first couple verses of, of these epistles. You'll see a common theme, a greeting that Paul starts many of his letters with. Grace and peace be to you. What's grace? God's unearned, unmerited, undeserved favor and shalom be to you. What is he saying? When we speak grace and peace over you, when I speak grace and peace, when you speak grace and peace over yourselves, you're saying, I, I'm, I am under God's unmerited, undeserved, unearned favor. I'm under his shalom, his completeness, safety, soundness, and body, welfare, health, prosperity, peace, quiet, tranquility, contentment, peace with God. Woo, you're saying something. See, just don't let these be words in the Bible. People want practical teaching. This is practical teaching. Because it not depend again, it's not any, any kind of peace. Whose peace is it? Jesus said it, my peace. I give to you. The kind of peace that caused Jesus to be asleep when the storms were raging. That's the kind of peace you have on the inside of you. Thank you, Lord. Man, why am I trying to squint and read that back there? I got it right here, right here in my notes. Man. So you, so you get it? It's, it's tranquility's in here, right? But don't, when you hear the word peace, for you, it means something else. Thank you, Lord. Let's look at Isaiah 54. I love this verse, man. You know the waters of, jo of Noah, God put a rainbow as a symbol in the sky that he would no longer destroy the earth with a flood. But you know what? You know there's a, there is, <laughs> oh my goodness, man. It's hard for me not to just yell and shout and spit and scream. Because this stuff, I, I, really, I really want you to get it so you can scream. So that's why I need to settle down because I know where, where this is headed. You know, around the throne of God, there's a rainbow. And it is a symbol. Not just that, it's not only that God would no longer destroy the earth with a flood. What else is it a symbol of? See, now the waters of Noah was, were, were, the waters were waters of judgment upon the earth. And here's the important key here, this. Everybody say this. That's an important word. So for this, everybody say this. Say it again, say this. This is like the waters of Noah to me. To me. I mean, I like that to me. Because he could have said this is like the waters of Noah. God's saying this is personal. This is what I think about it. And some people, I don't, I don't agree with that. Well, you're not agreeing with God. Because see, this is what people think. Well, I, I just think God, God, 
don't tell me God don't get angry with people. Because I'm telling you what, God is angry right now with America. He's angry with this world. He's angry with all this sin and stuff. Don't, listen, that is not, that is incorrect. That is not true. God is not angry with nobody. Jesus was punished. He, he, he took all the angry, anger out on his son. He took all, he bore all the punishment on that cross for all of the sins of the world, past, present, and future. Well, you just can't just use this one scripture. I know that. There's a whole bunch of scriptures. Like, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but that the world through him might be saved. He said he's given us <clears throat> that God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, not imputing, <clears throat> that's an accounting term, not imputing their trespasses to them, not charging the world's sins against them. Well, I think God's mad. Well, See, you got the covenants mixed up. Before the cross, God was angry with people because of their sins. But after the cross, he's not because Jesus took the punishment for all the world's sins. And if you want to see what the Father is like, oh, my goodness, let me push this book again. Just look at Jesus. I mean, Jesus is a revelation of the Father. If you want to know... Know what the Father is like? Look at Jesus. Trying to find this in here, but I, I don't really need the book because I wrote it, right? So Jesus said, he who has seen me has seen the Father. If you want to know what the Father is like, follow Jesus around. Did he condemn people? He didn't come to start an army. He came to create a family. But see, they were expecting him to come and straighten out the Romans. But no, man, if, if all you got to do, and, and I, I use this in reference to healing, I mean, goodness, just um, look at Jesus. Did he ever put sickness and disease on people? No. For some reason I can't find it, but maybe it's not in the book. I think it is. But if you, you want to know what the Father's like, look at Jesus. He never goes and condemns people. Well, I tell you what, the, the light is going to expose all that, all that sins you're doing in the dark. See, all of this is just religious teaching that's been repeated over the years and just people have been buying it. Instead, how about not taking my word for it, anybody's word, word for it? Just looking in the word for yourself. How did Jesus treat people? Like, even the ones that he thought, see, they were still under, uh, he was there to introduce them to a new covenant, and they were still under an old covenant mindset, like the woman caught with a, in adultery. Caught her red-handed, man. Drug her out 
drug this woman out in the street. They let the guy slip out the back door because it takes two to commit adultery, last I checked. But anyway, they, 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 drew, they drew the woman out. The law said she ought to be stoned. What do you say? He said he did. Without sin, cast the first stone. They all start walking out. From the oldest to the youngest. Then it's just Jesus and the woman. He's the only one that was without sin. He was the only one that could have condemned her. The ones that wanted to, to condemn her could not. And the one that could have condemned her would not. It's Jesus and the woman. Has no man condemned you? She said, no man. Now, people want to jump to that sin no more, but, but first she said, I'm out of time, really? Can't be. It's just 17 minutes after 11. Did y'all even start that clock? Did, was the clock start? I mean, seriously, though, was the, did the clock start? Oh, wow. I'm, I'm, I'm not finished. <laughs> People want to go to jump, jump to sin no more, but first, before he said that, you know what he said? I mean, I'm, 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 I'm like butter right now. I'm, I'm, on, I'm on a roll. <laughs> so, you see, he, 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 said, he said, neither, he said, neither, neither do I. Wow, the one that could have, the one, only one without sin said, neither do I. Isn't that amazing? God didn't send his son into the world to condemn the world. I mean, last I checked, we, sh we should be following Jesus. Let's follow his pattern. Every time something happens, people, some catastrophe happens. They're like, well, God's judging them. He, his judgment's coming down. And people, they come out the woodworks on Facebook. I was like, oh, my gosh, I want to turn Facebook off for a few days. People talk about God's judgment. They bring up all these Old Testament scriptures because they get confused. They get mixed up in the between the covenants. Hmm? See, I, 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 I pretty much stand alone uh, in this. And I, I don't debate anybody, but and when I say I stand alone, I mean, there, there's other people, there's plenty of people that, 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 that preach this, and, and, uh, but, but it's few in comparison. And them judgment preachers, you know, they, and people that think I'm pre preaching strange stuff. This is not strange stuff. That's why I, I give you the Bible. I, I give you Jesus. See, people, they look at me, they look at me funny and and crazy, they, hey, Pastor, hey, Pastor, hey, Pastor, hey, Rev, you know, they go on there. But that's okay. I'm going to stand flat-footed. I'm going to de declare to you the truth, man, because I got a hold of this, man. I got a hold of it. I had, I had, this book was out in 2013. I, I went in there to take the law out of it. I had stuff in print. 
Because sometimes, man, preachers, they, they, it's, it's hard for them to, to say they was wrong about some stuff. I wouldn't even let nobody buy this book. I, I got a, still got a stack of them. <laughs> huh? I wouldn't give them to anybody. I'd burn them. I'm going to eventually throw them away. I won't give them to anybody. Because I don't want people to think that there's conditions that you have to meet in order to get healed. Jesus met the conditions. Healing's a finished work. Now, I'm not finished with that woman. He said, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. See, because the, the, the power to sin no more came from the gift of no condemnation. And sometimes people, they, they stop there and they think the story is over, but it's not. They think he went to another subject. You know what he said right after that? I'm the light of the world. But people want to think that the light is going to bring, going to expose all of the secret sins you're doing in the dark. His light brought forgiveness. Huh? His light brought, see, he, see, see I'm the light of the world. It exposed no condemnation. And that woman left church happy. When everybody wanted to stone her. You think that's just for yesteryear? It had not been long ago. In recent times. And I, I believe it's still happening. And if you're in a church like this, I, 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 I encourage you to run. I, I don't seldom tell somebody to leave their church. But if this is happening in your church, you should, if you ever see this, you should just run. As soon as you see it happening, find the door, run. Don't apologize. Just run. I've seen it when a, uh, the same situation happened to this woman. I've been in a church where when a, when a young lady got pregnant, they would drag her, and then she wasn't married. They would drag her in front of the church and make her apologize to the whole church. How humiliating is that? I, I can't, it, I cringe at the thought. And, 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 you know, I was a part of that. I mean, not a, I, mean I was there, but I, I didn't have sense enough to leave. That, how crazy is that? Is there anybody ever, am I alone? Has anybody ever seen that in church? You know, and we, sometimes we, people just don't think in church. I mean, I, you just zone out sometimes. That's why I kind of like want to hit you sometimes to wake you up because they zone out. I mean, can you imagine? I can imagine a lot of them women not in church today. How do you make that woman feel, the, the girl feel the night before? She got like tomorrow morning. She probably half sleep. She ain't got no sleep. But I got to get in front of the whole church and apologize. And they never bring the dude. The same thing. They don't go find it. The dude might be sitting back there in the same church. She got to come up. This happens in church. Anybody think it's still happening? See, I don't really go, I don't get around much. My goodness, man. See, the, those are the kinds of things that really get, get me to, like, like turn the tables over. 
when you love people, because you, know, you have a heart for the love of God, man. And the reason why I say run is because the devil is behind that. Thank you, Jesus. The pastor himself got, may have issues. You know what I'm saying? No, let me. I shouldn't say that. The pastor himself has issues himself. Not he, he might. He does. And so do I. Because I'm just like you. Huh? Hey, Amen. I keep him to a minimum because of Jesus. You, you follow what I'm saying? But, but we're all working stuff out. I mean, if we're going to talk about somebody's sin, everybody will be from, from me all the way from the front, from the pulpit to the pew, we all have to come up here. But thank God we don't because of Jesus. Let me wrap this up. With this. I, I, I'll finish it next week. But, but this is like the waters of Noah to me. It's personal to God. As I have sworn that the waters of Noah would no longer cover the earth. And that promise had a symbol of a rainbow associated with it. It says, so have I sworn that I would not be angry with you nor rebuke you. So there's a rainbow around the throne, not only reminding God that he would never destroy the earth again with a flood, but also the rainbow. To remind God that he will never be angry with you nor rebuke you. Now it goes on. Watch this. For as the mountains shall depart. He's still talking about the same thing. Uh, 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 for the mountains shall depart and the hills be removed. But my kindness shall not depart from you nor shall my covenant of shalom. My covenant of shalom of completeness, my covenant of safety, soundness in body, welfare, health, prosperity, peace, quiet, tranquility, contentment, peace with God shall not be removed, says the Lord, who has judgment upon you. No, mercy on you. See, you got mercy, you got grace. Mercy is when you don't get what you deserve. Grace is when you get what you don't deserve. Thank you, Lord. That's enough. You get some out of this today? The gospel of Good news of shalom. We have peace with God. We have, we are complete in him. We have safety, soundness, body, welfare, health, prosperity, peace, quiet, tranquility, contentment. Peace with God, especially in covenant relationship. God is not angry with you. Let's get this good news out to the world. He loves you.
unconditional. Say, I receive, Lord, your shalom. While heads are bowed and eyes are closed. 